0: I think uh, we made a joke that last week, when uh, Tim had the this session with with IBM, with Nada and and Ryan, um, there was a outage at the office and they lost him. So uh, we were joking that hopefully this is not going to happen, but it happened. So my name is Anita Vesely, and uh, I'm leading social media at Ericsson, overseeing the full scope globally. Um, I And here with me, we have uh, Tressa from our business area, Digital Services.
1: Hi, I'm Tressa Devander. I work with Anita in Ericsson, and I work on the business area called Ericsson Digital Services, um, focused on executive communications and influencer marketing for that business area. And we're missing Tim, who is our moderator for today. Uh, So we're just going to chat until hopefully he joins us. In a moment,
0: absolutely and absolutely. And uh, I think what he really wanted us to to cover um, is is really talk and, sh- and share about our, our experience working with influencer marketing, how we started, how we are also working together with our employee thought leadership or internal experts and the influencer community. So maybe we can we can start with that one. I, I take the role of. Um, Tim, for now, Tressa, uh, okay. <laughs> and also knowing that whenever we at Ericsson, when we started really working with the influencer community and influencers, it was you who started it uh, from a business area perspective. So maybe uh, you should just t-
1: talk us through that how we started. Yeah, sure. So um, actually, I don't think I was the first with influencer marketing. I think it was our colleague Baydad who was first to... to dip his toe in the pond of influencer marketing, on of influencer marketing. Um, but I moved to the business area in 2017 and he had set up um, four key influencers in the technology space. So we're talking B2B social media influencers, we should probably clarify. Um, so not the Kim Kardashian's um, advertising makeup, people who are actually in the technology sector some of whom have actually come you know, from jobs as data scientists and then moved into the influencer spect- uh, spectrum. So um, very technologically uh, advanced, we'll say, influencers, just to put it in perspective. Um, and he had invited four of them to our Ericsson studio, which is a fantastic and has since been upgraded location to showcase all that we work on, all our technologies, Um, And I had seven days to prepare for this, uh, as you well well remember, Anita. So sort of thrown in at the deep end of influencer marketing, but I think that is how you learn. So um, we had Reuben Cohn, Lillian Pearson, also known as Big Data Girl, um, or Big Data Gal, uh, Ronald Van Loon, um, and, and Des Blanchfield along with the team at Tech Mode, So Chelsea Andrews, shout out to you guys, and uh, Beverly Eve. Um, and I have to say, there was a bit of scepticism around that. Like, what are our influencers? Um, how do we interact with them? And so I think we have Tim back. It happened again, Tim.
2: Do, you know what? I'm cursed, and I apologise to everyone that's uh, that's listening. Just when I hit go live on the LinkedIn live, the, the internet cut from the whole of our office again, whole of our office again. And uh, <laughs> I'm not joking, I, I can actually not believe it, but I'm, I, I know that you've continued um, as per your professionalism. Um, maybe, so... maybe it was
0: time, you should check if there's a timer that every second week at 4 p.m. GMT, the internet is just gone at your office,
2: yeah, I, I really don't know what's going on, but the first rule of influence marketing is to make sure your internet and social media work, because I imagine that's a problem if it doesn't happen for you. But uh, anyway, so you've introduced yourself. But it's 2021.
0: And, uh... I mean, we have seen everything, you know, the BBC moment. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, I think we have seen everything. And if we, no one is used to that, it's just like, it's life of 2021. Yeah,
2: I would... I would... I would rather one of my kids comes in and makes a scene. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for, for continuing. Um, so where did where you get to and where, where should we pick up?
0: I interviewed Teresa with the first, we did the introduction, and, did the introduction, and Fantastic. I asked that maybe we should start with, how did we start at Ericsson with influencer marketing? So Teresa was actually just in the middle of that when you you could join back.
2: Okay. Yes, I continue, was, Continue. I uh, uh, and I will. I'm telling
1: about my story of my... My baptism of fire into influencer marketing. Um, seven working days before four um, major influencers—I uh, mentioned them: um, Big Data Girl, also known as Lillian Pearson, Uvan Cohen, Des Bandriel, Rana Valoon—were coming to visit the Ericsson Studio, along with our TechMod crew, um, Chelsea Andrews and Beverly. And uh, basically, there was nothing in place. You know, people didn't really know how to interact with an influencer what was an influencer um what were were they going to be like investigative journalists were they going to try and do an expose um so so there was a lot of sort of questions internally about sort of questions internally about just how how do we how do we manage this so we took the approach of of treating them as journalists because basically that's what they were there for it was an information gathering session we were explaining sort of a behind the scenes of who is Ericsson, who works in Ericsson, um, introducing our thought leadership experts. So we were sort of ahead of ourselves in terms of of realizing the importance of matching both the external influencer and the internal subject matter expert with purposes of lifting thought leadership. So we had a few goals in mind around key topics we wanted to cover um, such as AI, IoT, 5G and um, as Anita reminded me uh, Ericsson Digital was new on the scene in 2017 it was a a brand that came out of an old old Twitter handle and business area called Cloud and another one called IT and it was merged together and called Ericsson Digital so it was it was also an opportunity to launch this new business area Um, And and, uh, Tim, we learned a lot. We learned um, influencers are individuals and they have different ways, like us all, of picking up information, of understanding information, and of activating information. So some people were live tweeting on Instagram and thinking about Lillian, and some people were going away, looking for the long form content, the, the podcast opportunities the video the deep dive articles and sort of what i learned on the go was how to cater for these needs um, it was uh it was uh it was quite an interesting event
2: yes yeah, so what i love about that is is what you're talking you because people have no reference so you treated them like Journalists or analysts, like you would be briefing them, and uh, and you know, because that's I suppose the most immediate adjacent reference that you have to important individuals that are coming to you know, press briefings or or launching a new brand. Uh, the interesting thing that I think is that you know journalists and like how PR have been working over the past you know twenty years, for example, has sort of commoditized into what they expect from an event and how they expect to be treated. But I guess with social influences, like you said, they're all individuals, and they all have you know, a very different way of working. So yeah, I, I imagine that must've been really interesting, uh, and especially as a steep learning curve to, to understand that they might not all expect the same thing. Same thing.
1: No, exactly, and, and um, reflecting on that time as well, I remember we packed the agenda because I didn't want it to be boring. <laughs> so we had like, here's a live demo. Here's an interview with an executive um, person. And here is a, another subject matter expert. And here we're going to show you a demo. And here, and you know, wow. I got the feedback straight away, like, Tressa, stop. We need time to reflect, to, to <laughs> absorb. We need time to live edit, live tweet, um, live activate. Um, and that is, that is something that has been incorporated into every single event that I've had with an influencer uh, since then, especially if we bring them to MWC or Digital Transformation World. It's very much like, you know, pops, pops of of time. So it's this is activating time. This is gathering content time. This is editing time. This is sort of bouncing ideas. This is sort of bouncing ideas time Um, and very much working with them on, on a one-to-one basis
2: and so have you have you found that uh when you're because i think this is really interesting going to the event detail so now when you're when you're managing influences event obviously it's a bit different from the virtual um you know scene and uh, mm-hmm. do you say you know, this is what we offer to influencers or do you do you try and personalize every every experience as much as possible i imagine that's a bit difficult when you're scaling scaling the program and you've got more you know external influences as part of as part of your your partnerships
1: but so it it depends <clears throat> um i work a lot with tech mode uh so shout out to the guys um, yeah
2: wonderful beverly and beverly and chelsea very, yeah, i can see you yeah. thanks so much for your comments I mean, oh, and oh, alex okay. and sally yeah, eves yeah. and and uh and uh jan as well is um, is comment is um, is commenting so hello to you all yeah. thanks for listening
1: Thank you all. Um, yeah so, so there's <coughs> the are super and we've worked with them for um since 2017 um we've kind of got a routine now whereby we look ahead a quarter ahead uh, we work in a retainer basis um and we secure uh the people that we think are the best subject matter experts for the, the top campaigns, the launches that we do, so for example, um, Kevin Jackson is is really well known in, in 5G and network slicing. Um, we we work worked with him recently to co-create something, Tim. So I think that's what you're getting at. Um, we asked him, you know, what do you think is out there in the market? What have you seen other people doing? Where do you think there's a gap in knowledge? do you think we can bridge that can bridge that it was actually a really interesting experience to co-create um a whole series actually we did four um videos and a long form article to really explain um report findings actually it was on network slicing but um the from the ideation to the end activation it was really a partnership and it was really The beauty of working with influencers is this outside in approach where they say, you know what, everybody's doing it like that. Why don't you do it like this? Or I think what would resonate more is is to do it this way with a video or the podcast or just different ways of explaining. And it's it's like an extended um, arm of your marketing team.
2: I think I think I think that's that's brilliant, and a lot of people ask, yeah, you know, how many weeks before should you start this conversation about this conversation? I know that there's lots of business pressures and a lot of tech businesses work quarter to quarter. So, how many weeks before an event would you start the conversation with the influencer about about uh, you know what will best work you know for for them and for your for your brand objectives?
1: It depends on the event. Yeah, I'm going to let you know, now, and I feel like I'm hugging <laughs> um no worries it depends on the event i'd say tim um if it's mwc i mean that's huge It that involves a lot of logistical um planning um if i would say two months you know if it's a smaller event and it's pretty straightforward four to six weeks but we do try as I said, a quarter in advance and plan and allocate and have a strategy about how we want to activate something, whether that be a, a launch, a launch, an event, a campaign.
0: No, I, I would actually like to get to the three to four months in, in like major activations whenever uh, we know that we are, for example, working on a report. <clears throat> Or key trends that we are we are publishing, and what are the key trends, and and really look for influencers around specific topics, and and really have those conversations. That okay, this is uh, your area of expertise. This this is the research that we have been doing. What is the best way to bring it to life? Obviously, the the company is going to create a report. How can we tell the stories in a more authentic way rather than just creating our own <clears throat> ten videos of the ten hot consumer trends, for example, and really look into them, deep dive. That what does it mean for Internet of Senses? Um, can we really extend? Can we really extend augmented reality just way beyond what we see? see? How the other senses can be part of that? So I think uh, there's still a lot to grow and. And I think like in a global level, when I really look at it, some of the business areas and obviously Tressa and, and some areas within Ericsson are really advanced or mature. And there are also, of course, other areas, just like everywhere else, where it's quite a late approach, uh, you know, two weeks before we launch something and here's the messaging. Um, and then can we get some influencers? And I was like, well, it's quite late for that because other than just like repeating or amplifying the corporate messages, they cannot really be part of forming the message, the storyline, or, or create their own content to tell the stories. So obviously it will come to the maturity uh, part of the, the whole company, whole company.
2: I think what both of you are talking, cause we're going, getting straight into the detail and, and that is brilliant. What I see when brands are starting to, to, to carry out influencer marketing programs or campaigns is that they tend to be in that two to four week period before the event and trying to find influences and what i love is that now that you've got established programs you know from 2017 what what i see is the i mean first of all it's global it's connected i know you you connect the employee advocacy and the influence marketing approach which is which is amazing a lot of brands haven't got that yet. Yeah, and shout out to um,
1: tribal and only latica for that because you guys are amazing and giving amazing help
2: Thank you. And uh yeah, so there's tech mode, there's there's tribal, um, you're know, we're helping you. There's obviously you know many wonderful people in your team, and you've been doing this for a number of years now. And so I, I think that the fruition of all of that is that uh you've you've been able to build in some lead time with the influencers and have yeah. the influences and have yeah. the have the proper conversations to co-create, which is what the influencers want best. Um, And actually, I think you've earned the right to have that. Whereas other brands who especially are are quarterly, you know, fixated in terms of what they need to achieve for particular events and campaigns are often coming with like, this is already what we've created. Can Can you help promote this? And I think that that's the big difference in what you're doing now you can now be more strategic and, and I, I'd love to hear a bit more Anita from you about the journey of of how influence marketing employee advocacy became uh, you know programs and activities that got senior management buy-in uh, how did you how did that kind of evolve over the past you know three or four years I
0: mean we we started with employee advocacy nine years ago so that's when that's when we had our first pilot, and then it went on 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 global, and it was successful. Well, and it was successful. How we also matured with that, and like with the company and and different reorgs, and and when it it worked or not, and it was questioned, but it was still there, and and we started to work with that. How we also evolved is is really getting away from just employees resharing branded messages, which again comes back to the. It's similar to advertising that, you know, is the same message delivered. So how trustworthy is that? Uh, and I think also like how social and, and also us uh, who are on social media using it evolved. And and sometimes we trusted the advertisements and, and there come to a point when it was really about people to people communication and what is the value that we can add? Uh, what is our take on it? And I think this is where the influencer community uh, and how we work with influencers, again, when it's just like an amplification and repeating the corporate and, and repeating the corporate and sometimes boring b two b messages, is not necessarily the trusted one. and uh, and I think it comes to an evolution. Uh, as Tressa was really saying that influencers are are human beings and and it's not the transactional part relationship, but it's rather a partnership as an extended team member that they, within a company, even though that you really try this outside in perspective, it's really hard to to get it. Uh, and I think it, uh, and sometimes it's like how diverse your content is. How can you tell it from different perspectives? If our teams are just like certain way of thinking, we might not think about different angles. So this is one uh, the influencer community or also our experts who we train and, and we say that you can have your own opinion. It't It doesn't necessarily need to be the, the corporate message or using the same jargons or wording. We should be able to tell complex stories in a really, really simple way. And two people actually just having a conversation, kind of like we do here. And if an influencer or an expert in, in their area can have that relationship with an internal expert, I think that's when really the magic happens. And and they can tell the stories in a so much understandable way than usually we can do from, from a corporate perspective.
2: I, I, I love that. And, and I suppose we're talking about the control trust, your pendulum, which you know, if you have one brand message, you have the control, and like everyone says this thing, and then we're gonna, you know, not go through a PR reputational um, issue with that. But the fact is, obviously, no one trusts all the same. No one trusts all the same message from thousands of voices. So, uh you know, I, I almost describe influence marketing and employee advocacy like the sort of Bitcoin of, uh, you know, marketing, where the sort is decentralized, but people can personalize, you know, the messages from the original content. And, uh, you know, I, I think that you've done very, very well. And I think, as, as Beverly said uh, on the chat, I think Ericsson just get it. And it's clear that yeah. you, it's clear that you have um, done you that. Um, I, I would, I would love to, and you know, thank you so much to everyone that's uh, joined. There's Diana, Lisbeth, um, you know, Ian Gertler. Um, Mordecai
0: and-, and Jan. Hi, lo-
2: loads of people tuning in. Please, um, please ask uh, Tressa and Anita any questions, because I want to make this as interactive as possible for the people um, listening. So ask them, you know, as difficult questions as you can possibly think <laughs> up, because they're ready for it. Um, you know, both them have had a really relaxed, both them have had a really relaxing week. No, I'm joking. They're they're full in project mode launches, so they've been very kind to to give up their time today. Um, so one one question I I had for you was just to describe a bit of the. The program detail in terms of, you know, how many influencers, you know, how many times do you, uh, do you tend to sort of create influencer-generated content, or is this just like organic, like always on? How I know that you uh, are helping enable lots of exec leaders develop their social accounts. It would be great to understand, you know, how many people, how many countries, just the, you know, what the main components are of the program.
1: Nisha, do you want to go? I, I can
0: start because I, I usually have like the, the, the global view, uh, which is like different maturity um, and, and how we work. Um, our internal programs are always global. Of course, as, as usual with, with a huge company like, like Ericsson, his company like, like Ericsson in so many countries and so many areas, sometimes the focus is on, on, on different perspectives. And uh, some of them are more mature. Um, some of them are not. Uh, we are continuously working on strengthening executive uh, communication or internal experts or employee thought leadership and how we train and educate and coach them to really start to create their own content or whenever they are still not comfortable doing that, it's really a great opportunity to look for external experts and co-create that content piece when they feel more comfortable. we always try to really look into the bigger picture because we have seen examples when uh, companies were working with influencer and pairing that influencer with different executives and co-creating video and co-creating videos however the influencer was active on twitter with no linkedin presence and the executives were on linkedin without twitter presence so the communication and the natural flow was really not working and those are the t- teeny tiny details maybe um, what is also important that how can you continuously create the content because that's when it becomes from a partnership to a long-term term check-in and sometimes one partnership leads to another, and I think Teresa has some great examples uh, to, to follow up on that one. So uh, we are continue to expand, and I think we work across different countries, different expertise, um, looking into some of the future technologies, the tech influencer community, also around the future of work. We know that Ericsson is also challenge that how do we go back to the office uh, how managers are will work with health remote or hybrid models what does it mean for hybrid events we know that some events will will start to be back in face to face but some part will be also digital And I think influencer communities and also our internal experts have a huge potential how to really be part of those conversations, of those conversations, and telling not just the tech story, but other parts of the stories, which are really, really relevant for all of us today.
2: Great. Thank you so much. I, I love that point about the LinkedIn, Twitter, you know, when you're trying to create the organic conversation, but they're not on each other's <laughs> channel like it it, it must no have way. been something it must have been something that you thought oh magic and then oh no um <laughs> we need to fix this but it's not overnight um yeah. it, 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 Tressie, you're gonna you're gonna no, I, um, just make
1: some to pick comment. up on on what anita was saying i mean one thing um that has come out of having a long-term partnership and a long-term relationship is you get to know what people are interested in so dr Sally Eves, mm-hmm. you know she's really passionate about women and tech. And there was this launch recently. So there is a way of communicating your message without hammering home the marketing, you know, messages. We can also be subtle and um and um make the, the golden thread back to the, the key message. Um so an example of this is there was four ladies, um Ava Headfurs, Ezra Norwell, and Monica Zetson, um, who were interviewing for a launch by Sally Eves, and I thought, whoa, there's four women in tech on the screen. I mean, you never see that. Let's do a women in tech series. And that um, that's something that comes out of an organic relationship and a partnership, because it's, I think people are afraid that everything you ask for, you have to pay, right? And it's not that case. When, when you have a long-term relationship, when you have an ongoing relationship with the influencers, there is an understanding that you can co-create content um, that is mutually beneficial. Um, And that also goes to the the knowledge sharing side of things because they also want to be seen as as leaders in their own field. So if you can furnish them with the latest industry news um, and analyst reports, that's also increasing their knowledge um, on the market.
2: Yeah I couldn't I I I love that point and organic engagement is and community building is so important and I love I love what you said there it made me think about uh, there was a tech brand that four or five years ago uh brought an influencer uh, who, who's who's a female influencer to an event a customer event and the uh, the influencer walked in saw that it was four men on stage and walked straight out of the event uh, and uh, the person said to me, "Well, I think that's a really interesting learning. I'm not going to do that again." Um, and and now it's great that that you're putting on events where there's four women um, talking about tech, and uh, things have changed a lot over the past four or five years, which is which is great to see. Uh, so, so I think there was a question from uh, Christopher Isaac, Christopher Isaac here saying, I understand the value and the practice, but I wonder how you internally manage to get sign off on business cases. Does it always need a sort of ROI figure on it? So uh, I'd love to talk about measurement and, uh, and also, you know, how senior management have maybe sort of changed their perspectives on or how you've educated them on what, you know what influences add you know to the Ericsson objectives.
0: I think it it always depends on what is the, the main objective. And, and if you look at it from a from an overall global level and where I get the overall buy-in um, that we need to work more with the influencer community is something that I always keep referring to, <laughs> the analytical network map because I think it just like brilliantly showcases that these are the key topics that that are important for Ericsson overall, whenever it's brand awareness, share of voice, or down the funnel. And are we as a brand or some of our uh, in-house experts, are they part of that conversation? And if not, That's a clear way. And I can also show that, oh, look at the competitors or other brands who are part of that. And then it's easy way to showcase it to executive what it it means, other than going into that, what is an influencer? Uh, Mm -hmm. Going through the same learning curve. So those are, I think, sometimes the the learnings that we also got uh, along the way, that how you phrase or how you showcase it to others. it might be depending differently on executives or campaign managers uh, but really showing it. obviously we have kPIs and I think Tressa you can you can go through that where we started and how we also refine them. but I think sometimes uh, there are also so many other benefits what we uh, and Tressa is is amazing highlighting some of them and and I have no idea that how she does it with all the reporting and, and pulling out that. Uh, the tiny details which make a big big impact just my story that how the influencer community actually helped me to get the best talent to my team Uh, I think it was back in uh, I think it was back in May when I I created a video we were looking for a social media strategist and uh, most people believe that you obviously need to share it on LinkedIn and 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 that's where you're going to recruit people so I did an awesome experiment that was the first time I did a video because I still need to get through my thing is that how do I look on video and creating it
2: um you look great and it's (laughs) uh both of you look both of you look great I just (laughs) give you you an extra you give you an extra confidence boost so you can do many more videos
0: I did that video and I shared it on LinkedIn Twitter and also on Instagram and on Twitter, where the influencer community is, uh, they started to lift it up. And, and the, some of the tech uh, uh, influencers who are also part of this uh, live now, they lifted it up. They shared it. And it's like my video got like almost eighteen thousand views. It was like, oh my god, what happened? And I had less than a thousand followers. And then some of them really, some of them really took an effort. They reached out to some of their contacts. And actually, Diana Adams um, suggested uh, someone. So I got in contact with him, and that's when the story started. And Mordecai is now part of our team. Fantastic. I think it's just like some of the things that we would never, ever thought that... How we can work with the influencer community, and it's just like really securing the best talent, um, regardless where they are based. So that has been an amazing experience for me, and that's just like invaluable.
2: So, so it's because it, on the chat, there's a lot of people, and uh, uh, Jan's talking about uh, not everything is dollar focused, but it helps. And you Ian Gertler, uh, is uh, hi, Ian, how you doing? Um, talking about external evangelism as being an important as extensions of the team so i think there's a really interesting point here that you know when you talk about here that you know when you talk about the roi of your mom you know you know that that you probably heard that before you can't you can't put that into into dollar signs um unless your mom gives you uh you know a thousand dollars every month in which you (laughs) and you don't have another relationship maybe you can but most people can't and so uh I guess if people always have to put dollar amounts to influencers when they give so much intrinsic value, is that because uh, we're not educating senior management enough or is it natural to for, for brands, especially that don't have the buy-in that you now have in Ericsson, to say, okay, well, you know, what, what's the business case? What's the ROI? I mean, you're, what, 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 what's your view, Tresser on whether we should put dollar signs to influence the content or like whether there's another way of um showing value. Yeah.
1: So so we work on a retainer basis. So so in that way I don't have to go cap have to go cap in hand each time to to executives because it's part of the global strategy. I mean, as Anita said, the before and the after, the before it was cap in hand and now it's an integral part of the marketing mix. So I can, I, can after, I ask
2: when that changed the from the cap in hand to the uh, in the I last think, couple of years
1: i think yeah within the first year i think we saw some amazing results so for example um i talked about when the influencers came to our um our ericsson studio um i think it was a three thousand percent increase in profile views something off the charts on twitter um and then we had them subsequently at the mwc um, Ericsson Digital grew 1,500 followers in three days on LinkedIn and on Twitter. I mean, that's phenomenal growth. So I think just showing that and showing this curve that goes like way up. Um, yes, they're vanity metrics, but they also vanity metrics, but they also show this is having an impact. Look at the potential impressions. Look at the actual impressions. Look at the reach. Look at the people who engaged. Who may not have engaged with our channel because they just you know didn't know it existed it was a new channel but they're engaging with these influencers because they have resonance they have reached beyond where we go and one thing that i try and do and beverly knows this as well is um whenever we do a campaign you know the rule is that 70 75 of b2b buyers use social media Right. So we've established that. We've all talked about that. I think Onilatica had a great report on that. Um, My key showback to management is our leadership. Yes, we had all these vanity metrics. Yes, we drove X amount of clicks through to the desired to the desired CTA, whether that's a webinar sign up. an event registration, a PDF download, a video watch, whatever it is. Um, But when the customer, the end customer engaged with the influencer content, for me, that's gold. That is, we have got to the person that we want to get to with the message. The message is resonating and they're engaging with that message. So that's like yeah. full. Can startup. you see
2: that? Like, can you see that direct correlation of the end customers engaging with the influencer content? Can yes. you, yeah, can you and see I that and and show that? And...
1: Yes, and that's that's when I get my buy-in, and that's when there's no longer the big discussions, Tim. Because up to that, people are going, "Oh yeah, influencers, but who's really in the audience? And are our customers really there? And are they really engaging?" And then I show, here's i won't mention the customer name but here's customer x customer name, but here's customer x here's customer y here's a comment from customer z um and that's the moment where they where the penny drops for everyone and they go wow this this really works
2: and and uh, is so i'm i'm very very impressed with all of this i mean it sort of ticks all the boxes of of the maturity and the advanced programs that a lot of people are are working towards Uh, anita you talked about the many markets and obviously being global so how many how many markets do you think you're in a i know that there's global influence engagement and in sub global english but how many markets would you say are mature out of the ones you're trying to activate locally and and you know how many markets would you say are you're in the kind of initial phases that you're trying to to get into um, this kind of always on customer Mm. engagement, customer Mm. engagement?
0: I think some market, I I have no idea now, um, just to say numbers. There have been some market areas where they really tried, kind of like the YouTubers um, several years ago, and it didn't necessarily work because they were not B2B experts they were really the, the YouTuber influencers. And, and we thought that that can work or they, they tried it, it didn't work. And then for a couple of years, they were like, no, 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 it doesn't work. And we had to go through different learning that what exactly do we mean by influencers? And sometimes we also refer to them as, as external experts uh, and they might not have huge amount of followers, like 100,000, but they are really respected within their community. Some of some of our topics are also niche, uh, and and different market areas change. So what we are change. So what we are trying now, as as we have a new marketing strategy in the last two two years, and really try to tell our complex stories in a much easier uh, way, we try, We implemented and integrated employee thought leadership, uh, employee advocacy, and influencer marketing into those. And first, we identify influencers with, with global knowledge or influence. And then we take the next level. Okay, looking into your market area who are are your internal subject matter experts? And maybe sometimes we even start to build their profile first because we also know that we can go to the um, external experts, but when there's no conversation happening, it's just still a video that not the, the company did, but someone else, but you don't get the full benefit.
2: So you start with uh, the internal. You start with the internal. Uh, the internal. You start with the internal experts first, and then build out from there. And then because the external experts can be activated after that, but you need the foundation, like said
0: Absolutely, saying. and we also encourage the the internal experts that who are the ones, and we look through analytical platform that who could be. Uh, local expert or within their market area who they should be connected and let's start there but okay uh, just follow them make a comment look at what type of content they are creating how they are telling their story so we also have some sort of a relationship before we reach out to those external experts and try to match make them like really in a forced way that's a little bit more natural and uh, we have seen that Maybe it takes a little
2: bit longer time, but it really pays off. Yeah, and I, I, so I imagine. It, I mean, I'm just trying to think about the key challenges now because you got your program, because you got your program, both of you to a very, uh, you know, a very, a very desirable place. I think there'll be a lot of brands that would be very envious um, of the position. But you've obviously got through lots of uh, great hard work and through um, your partner ecosystem. Uh, what are the main challenges for you going forward? Uh, Tressa, maybe over to you to to answer that.
1: Going forward, um, I mean, what what I would like to do is is grow more influencers oh, into the ambassador uh, network. And I know Anita has that goal from a global perspective, also from the BA perspective. So what we try and do is actually um, each quarter cycle in new influencers, uh, Tim. So we have an extended family, as it were. Um, in the ericsson ambassador team uh, so you know i was counting there since 2017 we've worked actively with over 20 um tech um technology influencers so that means you know 20 voices who are out there advocating for our brand who know us who know what we're about and are very supportive um, i want to continue that relationship i want to build on that relationship um, it's now at a partnership level. Um, so I have, for example, Rana van Loon came to me with the idea about doing a mixed reality video. So this isn't done. Why don't we do it? I mean, I love that. I want more innovation. I want uh, more you know, approachability. I just, I love outside in um, ideas and trying something new. We were the first in Ericsson with a podcast as well. Anita will remember third-party podcast, but um, now nearly everybody has a podcast. It's like a newsletter. Um, so, you know, maybe we're in the metaverse next year. We're in the metaverse next year. I
2: don't know. Uh, yeah, who? <laughs> yeah, in a couple of years' time, no we can cons- speak. We can speak in the metaverse so, so my partner she, she works for Facebook so um, okay. so she can hopefully set meta, us up right? um, meta. Or, or meta I should be saying yep. yeah uh, so uh, so who knows yeah you know, I, I love that so yeah and I know Anita you're very passionate about uh, social media and their importance in in organizations so would you say that uh, that now the results can uh, you basically provide the business case for more budget to, to flow in to grow the scale. Uh, is that obviously the, the the kind of plan and the um, and the kind of pathway for you, but not only you, other your peers to 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 drive the results and then to get investment in this area. You know, as the kind of future of future of market of future of marketing.
0: Absolutely, and, and I think the. What we established when it comes to like communication, PR, or, or marketing, uh, we established the relationship and, and we don't really need the further buy-in. So we know that what we would like to achieve and how to work with the community, how to extend that to, to new areas, to new people, to, to really tell the stories in a, in a diverse way or from different angles. One of the, maybe not challenges, but of what I would really like to take as, as next steps is connecting some other departments for example employer brand or talent acquisition because i think there's a relationship there and the stories of the the future of work um, uh, the hybrid work models what leaders or how talent acquisition is using social to really become a social business and what it could mean for them working with external experts around some of it, around some of those topics. How can we uh, hire the talent that we are looking for? We know that it's a really tough market nowadays. When it comes to sales, how can we embed maybe uh, influencer relations to our social selling program? So really extending it, whenever it comes to analyst relations or PR, there are uh, again, like colleagues who who really get it and they are interacting on social media with journalists, with analyst relations. But there's also a huge potential for other market areas or, or um, to, to really try to incorporate that. So I think the internal education and maturity and how we grow that, it's Sometimes it's a challenge because sometimes I've been seeing the same thing like ten times, and and maybe when Tressa comes in, then they believe it. And if they didn't believe to Tressa, I'm just saying a name now because she's here. A name now because she's here, uh, then they believe it. So sometimes you know you just seem like a <clears throat> broken record, and and it takes a little bit of patience. But uh, that's where we always start somewhere, and then uh, when you get the first pilot, the first try, and they see how it works. That's when they start to believe, and that's when we can grow.
2: Yeah, I think I, I love the point that you made about that because actually, my next question was going to be about who else you can connect this program to. I love that you talked about talent acquisition. Uh, I mean, you've obviously just showed that through your through your recent uh, social high, it, it, Is it is it Morda High? Have I pronounced yes. uh, pronounced um, that, that pronounced their name correctly? Um, you know, through Diana Adams and and you know the the employer branding that you were um, saying as well is is really key abm so the account-based marketing and social selling you know, was going to be where i was going to go through uh, to this and even into analyst relations and into analyst relations and customer advocacy and and I think that there's a wonderful opportunity with your maturity of your program to connect up to so many different business units. Uh, as you say, you know, the Ericsson is such a large organization, so there's just a lot of education, a lot of patience, a lot of pilots uh, to be able to achieve that. Um, is that your 2022 focus of of doing that? And if so, how how do you go about? uh trying to connect it up do you do you um pick the people that have come to you first or do you do you do you find the opportunity and then just initiate that conversation internally
0: i think both um, obviously the pandemic really brought social media to the center and in 2020, I think all of us were dying because the demand for like, our knowledge and services was just overwhelming, was just overwhelming. Uh, we had to pivot from physical events to digital events, uh, then Facebook boycott happened. It was pretty much like a never ending uh, issue management and crisis comes. And, and the teams were really, really stretched, but it also gave us the opportunity To how to work smarter growing the team and and also how to make sure that we mature taking also the focus away sometimes from the branded accounts and really show that through our employees uh, through the influencer community through co-creating content we can be faster to market because obviously when you need to create a PDF, a report, it goes through a committee, people write it, it's another iteration, and it takes like six months. If you co-create, and a video is, is, is never cheap, whether you do it with an agency, in-house, it takes time. When you co-create, co-create, you can be a lot more relevant, faster to market, and it resonates a lot more with the audience just because how it, the story is told from different angles. And for 2022, obviously, I, I think it's, it's usually Hootsuite um, who does our social maturity assessment and they keep reflecting to us that we are never satisfied at Ericsson, that how far we came. We always say that, oh gosh, we have such a long way to go.
2: <laughs> it's good and to, think, and in times like this, you can recognize achievements and I know that everybody <laughs> listening will be very impressed. So hopefully it's one of those times where you can look back and, and be proud.
0: Yes, we, we do, and, and we do a little bit of celebration, but just when it, when it comes to the ambitions for 2022, we really have high ambitions. And I think uh, some of the challenges, what not just Ericsson, but I think all of us will will face, is is moving from the digital events to hybrid models. And how can you create create physical experiences in a safe way uh, how can you limit people who are there, both the influencer community and internal experts? How can you co-create content when someone is there physically and virtually? Because now we were all equal. Everyone was virtual.
1: Interesting.
2: And,
0: and and how can you work around that one? So I think there are so many nice challenges that we will need to solve and, and, and co-solve together. Uh, obviously, we would like to go um, and work and mature more with both of our Internal experts, executives, and all of our programs, and uh, even co-creating more content pieces in the metaverse or in augmented reality.
2: Yes, yeah, so I, I guess the message is um, your 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 job isn't yet done. Um, so there's still a lot of uh, <laughs> still a lot of progress um, that uh, people demand, and, uh, and obviously you um, uh, expect for yourselves as well. Um, expect for yourselves as well. Um, Tressa, what about you? What does 2022 have in store? uh for, um, <laughs> uh influencer marketing and employee advocacy for ericsson
1: uh yeah so so this year was my strategy actually to really focus in on marrying the two as i call it so it's so really um hand picking certain influencers that had um a deep knowledge in a certain area um we've had some organization changes there's some new heads of departments so um I think it's also referred to exe- as executive profiling, so um, trying to lift the profile of someone, lift their expertise. And what better way to do that than to, than to marry them with an influencer who already has this audience, who already has this network that is ready and willing to listen. Um, so we've been we've been doing that really successfully. Obviously with Tribal as well, we've been tracking their SSI score, tracking their SSI score, their social selling index score. And and we've seen it grow, we've seen the engagement grow. So, so absolutely a strategy that's that's working. And recently we were nominated in, in verdict.co.uk report um of having the largest um, brand share of voice and telecommunications for Q3. Um so so I think our approach is is definitely making waves and it's it's continue because sometimes you don't need to broke what's not broke what's not fixed what's not bro- broken. Um, so continue as is. Keep up uh, the momentum. As Anita said, e- expand in new areas. I love the idea of of working more with employer brand, but also translating our new brand, which is imagine possible. I think there's a huge potential there as well
2: amazing yeah i mean you've had so many successes that i suppose building upon that scale i suppose building upon that scaling is uh, is absolutely right I'd, I'd love to ask you one tactical question which which i've been asking a lot of people recently with the drop in organic social reach on linkedin has that has that affected your social figures and social engagement and and if so has it been an issue or is it just you know linkedin have changed their algorithms we've seen a drop in in some of the engagement and, and you know, and that's just how we would explain the results and then we move on from the current base.
0: I think it's, I mean, the algorithms change every day. And uh, if we would share all the changes with our executives uh, <laughs> I don't think they're really interested. Uh, so what we can do, and, and uh, Ericsson, we have one, LinkedIn account, we have showcase pages um, around certain topics, but we don't have market area or local LinkedIn area or local LinkedIn accounts. So we work with global content and geo-targeted, localised languages. So we, we have a LinkedIn strategy. We also see that what works and we continuously update our LinkedIn strategy, ways of working. Uh, We know that now just a regular post doesn't necessarily work, What you also need to mention or involve others to start a conversation. When and how do you work with polls? You also have the booklet option, which the algorithm also prefers on the the showcase um, on the, the global pages. How do you also uh, work with your employer brand? And and how do you show up on LinkedIn? I don't think we really go into that discussion. Uh, Obviously, we have been working with organic MP for a long time. And there are content pieces where we put boost budgets that we really want to resonate. Uh, we also encourage our employees, executives, that whenever executives, that whenever they can, they should not reshare the, the branded content, but either comment to tell their stories. So we continuously update our internal community, both the, the people who are responsible for global accounts and the internal experts, that what works, what doesn't work, and keep experimenting. Okay. But just an organic drop is. I so so they... it hasn't
2: it hasn't affected any of the individual execs or subject matter experts to feel like they're putting in more effort uh, to reach the same kind of people because I know that that's been some of the feeling on LinkedIn recently. I ju- I just wonder whether it's something that showed up or or whether everyone was quite philosophical and just building on the on the engagements in their rele- relevant audience. Has that I been something that you've noticed, Tressa? Uh...
0: You create content. Sometimes it drops. Uh, sometimes it's the time of the day when you post. Uh, sometimes I would get, like, really good engagement, and then one engagement, and then once I posted on Friday afternoon, I was like, I, I didn't kill myself because I didn't get, like, 20 likes or, I don't know, 56. What um, but... <laughs> I usually get. Um, I think it's uh, it, it's really the long term, um, what we measure and not necessarily uh, each and every single post. Um, the, the community is there, if the executives have their connection, either with customers, with ex- external uh, community and extend it from the eco chamber of just the, the Ericsson colleagues, I think that's a lot more important than the actual likes. We always, of course, encourage and, and really like the comments and try to get engaging uh, content pieces. But I don't think we had any of those discussions that it was like a major drop.
2: No, I think it's it's really yeah it's really interesting to hear your perspective on that. And um, thank you. I think you're absolutely right. Um, last question: What what advice would you have for anyone anyone starting off an influence you know starting off influence marketing or employee advocacy? You know, that hasn't had the benefit of, you know, nine years of doing employee advocacy and, you know, maybe sort of, you know, four to five years of of influence marketing. Um, uh, Tressa, if you could, if you could go first, it would be great to hear your thoughts.
1: Sure. Um, I I would say start small. I think um, doing the pilot was quite helpful in in a large organization because um, you're less you're less exposed when when you don't really know. How it's going to go, and you have nervous executives and nervous pure people in the background. Um, so I would say start. So I would say don't start with a big event with four influencers flying in from different parts of the world. So don't
2: do what back. you did, which was amazing, don't but sounded decide. stressful.
1: <laughs> Super stressful. <laughs> um, but but I've confided with with Beverly uh, re- with Beverly uh, re- uh, recently on this, and she said they were also stressed on their end. So yeah. It but it's stress. it's made
2: you the person you are and the experience you have today. But don't don't yeah. do that if you're somebody I else. I wouldn't really. recommend
1: it. I think start small, try and experiment. I I would say you know target somebody. I would say watch from afar, see what kind of um, pieces people are posting, see what content they're interested in, see if you if you like the direction of 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 what they're posting, that it resonates with you with your brand with your business objectives. Um, so, so be clever, kind of watch from the sidelines, um, what PR people do for media, you know, what are they posting about? What do they like? S- similar tactic and, 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 approach and, and just try it. I mean, it's super fun and you get so much creative ideas. You get so much energy. Um, there's no way some of the things that are produced by influencers would have produced by influencers would have been produced in-house to that quality turnaround so fast. Um, so definitely I recommend it, but maybe start small.
2: Great. And Anita, I know we're coming to, to, to time, so I uh, would love to get a piece of advice from you.
0: It, it's, it's pretty much the same. I think, uh, looking to, uh, since Teresa commented on the influencer community, I would take the, the in-house experts. Also look for some people who are already active and they are either networkers, they are commenting, engaging with other communities, and they also have a strong expertise or or maybe an, a different viewpoint or something that stands out from, from the others. So look for the odds um, and look into the, also the influencer community as, as Teresa, um suggested, and also just try to introduce them to each other. Just, reach out that we have something coming up and i would like to and i would like to explore ideas um this is what we have been planning what is your thought would you be open to to collaborate uh, talk to our expert and let's see where it goes and it could be one to two people and and really start that experiment and build on that
2: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for for joining. I know we're we're coming to time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, it's been a great I knew we uh, conversation, had a problem, right? And loads, so loads amazing. of uh, loads of comments. Everyone started talking about uh, about the metaverse as well. We really kicked off a conversation about that. So <laughs> I think that yeah, you know, we're going to see Ericsson doing all this kind of your know, meta, augmented reality, mixed reality, physical, virtual. So so we'll look to you to lead on that globally. Um, so I think yeah, you know, when we next have a conversation, we'll expect to see it some examples. Around that, so thank you so much to uh, to both of you for uh, for coming on, and really enjoyed the thank chat. And um, we'll end here, and and we'll share lots of and we'll share lots of um, snippets of this piece of content over the over the coming weeks. So thank you to you both. Thank,
0: thank you Jim. so much, Tim, for having us, and thank you for the whole community for joining and and all the comments.
2: Pleasure.
1: Thanks, everyone.
0: Bye.
2: So you can stay on Um, just, it is.